All right, so, I, but I will say, um, I, I get asked all the time about this building, <laughs> pretty much everywhere I go, people want to know what's happening, and I was asked twice, even by my daughter this week, um, about, about the building, and you know what's cool? The way I say it is God has driven a stake, that's what it feels like to me, is I feel like he's driven a stake of grace inside my heart. Like, I have zero anxiety about this building. Zero. <laughs> I just, I, I can't, I actually am excited for what he has and where he takes us. And, um, but can I just tell you, when it first went down, there was no stake in my heart. Well, there was, but it was different stake. And when everything you've planned and all the dreams that you put together and all of a sudden the school closes and for sale signs are up and your future and leading you guys, I mean, like, all of a sudden you're like, now, you know what happens? When you get anxious, and when you get worried, and if you start panicking, literally, you know what you do? You stop breathing. You literally stop breathing. Did you guys know it's not good not to breathe? In fact, let's practice real quick, okay? Seriously, this is going to be a lot of interaction here at the beginning of the service, okay? Literally, I want all of us right now to hold our breath. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, I'm already uncomfortable. Anybody else uncomfortable? All right, but I want to do a contest, actually. I, I have a $25 gift certificate here to Beans and Brews. I love me some Beans and Brews, okay? And I'm going to have a contest uh, uh, for people who can hold their breath, okay? So I need someone, uh, a person over here who would like a, who wants to come up here real quick and do a, I see you, come on, come on, yep, come on. Is that Sandy? It's kind of dark in here. All right, I need some right here, okay, come on up. All right, I need someone, anybody back here? Who wants to do it? Oh, I see a hand. Come on now. Oh. You all right? All right, good. Anybody right here? Okay, come on, Ed. Oh, hey. Okay. Yep, good to see you. All right. One, two, three, and we got number four coming down here. All right. And we are going to, I'm going to give you a gift, okay, for uh, the one who wins. As far as holding your breath. Okay, go ahead and turn. Yep, stand right here in line. All right? Okay, now on the count of three. Now, I'm guessing you guys might go a little while, okay? So I'm just going to continue with my message while you guys hold your breath. And on the count of three, I want you to hold your breath. As soon as you can't hold it anymore, don't cheat, okay? Just raise your hand, all right? Or tap me on the shoulder, okay? One, two, three. Okay, hold that breath. Excellent. Here's some interesting things about our breath. We actually need breath to live. This is fascinating. Do you guys know that 65% of our bodily weight is oxygen? Now, mainly that's because it's tied to hydrogen and it's created water. But it's still 65% of your body weight is oxygen. Oxygen, Oxygen is needed to burn the fuel inside your body to produce energy, okay? If you have any energy at all, it's because you're breathing in the air. And then that air gets in the cells and it actually helps the food get produced. Ed's done. All right, good. Hey, Ed, guess what? You're the winner. There you go. Congratulations. Ed wins. Sorry, guys. So, all right. Good. All right. Now, I did that because I want
want you all to understand something spiritually. You don't win if you hold your breath. So any of us who are trying to hold your breath spiritually, you're going to lose. You're going to die. Breathe. Breathe. Okay? Now here's what's really interesting. If you stop breathing, it's this fancy term called brain hypoxia. Here are some of the first things that start to happen to you when you're not breathing. Temporary loss of memory. Problems moving parts of your body. Inattentiveness and poor judgment. Now, you know what's so interesting? As soon as I read those, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what happens to me when I don't breathe in Jesus. Like when I don't keep breathing in God, you know what happens? I have memory loss. Anybody else? You start forgetting who he is. You start forgetting who you are. You start forgetting what he's done for you. And then all of a sudden, part of your body doesn't move. And next thing you know, our faith diminishes and faith without action is dead and we start not moving. Inattentiveness. Anybody inattentive to God? See, if we don't keep breathing him, that's what happens. And poor judgment. Poor judgment. So it's really interesting. Ryan Coley, he was our first youth pastor here at K2. He's now the executive director of Aspiro, which is a wilderness treatment program. And I remember at one time I was really working with somebody here um, who was struggling, very anxious, a lot of anxiety. And I said, man, Ryan, can you help me out? Like, what do I do? It's very interesting. He said, Dave, first thing you have to do is tell them to breathe. Tell them to breathe. Okay? So now we're all going to breathe. Now I want you to do this with me. Seriously, this is amazing. Okay, just sit, relax, everybody relax. Okay, now you have to breathe in through your nose. So breathe in deeply through your nose, and then exhale out with your mouth. Okay, breathe in. Do it again. Now, some of you are going, K2's got new age on me, and I'm out of here, I knew it. Hey, hey, don't, here's the thing, new age didn't come up with the idea of breathing, God did, okay? This was God who created the body, God who created the universe. God knows this, your brain must receive oxygen, and when your brain isn't receiving full oxygen, you become inattentive, you have poor judgment, and your body doesn't work as well, and you start losing your mind. And what's interesting is so when you get anxious, when you get fearful, or when something big happens, our natural response is, <gasps> and then we start making decisions, we start thinking without breathing, and we make really bad decisions. Now, here's what happens. Can I just ask you, how many of you, when, the, when you did that, just be honest, did it feel good? Isn't it crazy? So I've been thinking about this all week, right? So I woke up at 2.30 this morning, and I remembered something that I totally forgot to do. And I hate that. And I, and, and I was so bothered by it. I, couldn't, I didn't fall asleep, so I've been up since 2.30. And I was so bothered by this thing. You know what I did? I turned around, I'm like... And I kept trying to breathe... I kept trying to practice this. 
because I needed to start thinking rightly, and we don't. When you deep take deep breaths, it actually calms you. It relieves your stress. It helps you think correctly. And too often we're thinking without breathing. Here's what's true, and we all know this. Breath, breath is equated with life, right? How many of you, when you had your little baby, kept going in and like, is she breathing? <laughs> you put up a little piece of glass right up her nose so you can just tell? Did it steam up because you want to know for sure? That they're breathing because breath is equated with life. Genesis chapter 1, verse 7. The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. In John chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus has already been dead on the cross, he's risen. He's come back and he's talking with his disciples and it says, and with that, Jesus breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed and they received the Holy Spirit. You know what's interesting? The word for spirit in the Greek is the word for breath. It eventually, it initially meant wind, which is why we called our daughter Mariah because they call the wind Mariah. Do you guys know who sang that song? Clint Eastwood. That's why you don't know it. <laughs> By the way, today is Mariah's 19th birthday, so it's super, super exciting, our first job. But the wind, therefore the breath, and eventually the word came to mean the spirit. The very life of a person. Is in your breath. And the life of God is in his spirit. The breath of God. Now, I just want to tell you, we've been talking, we started off this whole year talking about how you and I can have an intimacy with God, how we can know God, how we can be present with God. And so I just want to share with you real quick what happened to me. Because basically, this is just a standalone message. We had a week that was open. And I just said, man, God, I just want to teach you what God is teaching me right now. Okay? I am not an expert on this. I'm learning this, but this is super important. So here's the deal. Um, we did, remember that we did the series on prayer back in, uh, in November at the end of the year. And if I was studying for that, there's a book called Prayer by Richard Foster. And he has a, has a chapter on unceasing prayer. That word unceasing actually means with no interruptions. Somehow, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to pray unceasing with no interruptions. I'm like, anybody ever done that? That's, I, I'm like, okay, interesting. But let 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray in the NIV, it says continually. Ephesians 6.18 says this. this is the, Ephesians 6.18 is the end of spiritual warfare. When, how do we stay connected? How do we, the, all the battles that come against us. At the very end, he says this. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the people. In all things, at all times, we got to pray. And I actually use that phrase a lot in one of my messages in this series. And it stuck with me. That phrase, in all things, at all times, always pray. 
So anyway, I, I'm going through this, and the next morning, um, in, in the book, he, he gets, says, if you want to actually start to pray without ceasing, then he goes, you don't just start doing it. You don't, don't do that. It's really hard. Brother Lawrence is a guy who eventually came to a place where he was, felt like he was in continual presence of God. His book is called Practicing the Presence of God. Frank Laubach is another guy. But you know what they did? They practiced it for 10 years to the point where they finally got there to this beautiful place. Well, in Richard Foster's book, he says, if you're going to start, you got to start somewhere. And he said, and that's okay. He said, you can do breath prayers. I'm going to explain what those are at the end of the service. But it's just a really short little prayer that you can say throughout the day. So that morning, I woke up and I just, I felt like I got a breath prayer. And my breath prayer was simply, Jesus... Be the air that I breathe. Jesus, be the air that I breathe. And so I just started saying that throughout the day. Well, then the weirdest thing happened. Staff prayer, somebody would bring up, a, everybody leads, we take turns leading, and people would bring up things about breathing and the spiritual breath. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And then I, I text uh, my uh, scripture reading every morning with a group of guys. And we text back and forth what we, what we uh, call soap every morning, what we meditate on scripture. And uh, David York's one of those guys, and he actually sent one on those two scriptures I read. Isn't it interesting that when God breathed life into Adam, and then Jesus breathed spiritual life into his people. And so I got done reading this little thing, and I was just sitting there in the morning, and it was a little chilly. And I was just meditating on that, and I was thinking about that. And then all of a sudden, I became aware of my breath. Okay, I know this is kind of weird, but just do this for me. Close your, close your mouth and just breathe through your nose. Do you feel it? And I started to feel it. And this is what I'm telling you, man. God is so alive and he's so real to us. And here's what I felt like he told me in that moment. David, as present as the oxygen is all around you, all the time, I am that present. I am that present to you. And you need to learn how to breathe. Because I'm there. And I'm with you. And I'm right here. A little bit later, I, I was meditating more on that. He's not just right here. 65% of my body weight inside is oxygen. And Jesus says, I am in you. Hey, do you guys know what's real? If you're a Christian today, do you know what's real? God, almighty, powerful, all-knowing, all-gracious, all-merciful, everything you need for life is right here. Right here. Right here. And I, I, as I've been meditating on this for about a month or so now, I just feel like God is saying, Nelson. I don't know. He doesn't call me Nelson, but uh, maybe he does. I don't know. David, you carry so much of your life on your own. You believe in me. You follow me. But most of your life, you're not breathing. And you're trying to parent your kids. And you're trying to lead this church you're trying to handle your personal finances. You're trying to deal with everything. And then you try. You, you just keep doing it. And then 
you start not thinking right and you start forgetting who I am and who you are. You stop moving. Your body doesn't move. You need to breathe. Breathe me in. In all things, at all times, here's what I want you to know. In all things, in all times, with all people, breathe. In all things, at all times, breathe. The Spirit of God is in you. And spiritual breathing is making you aware of his presence. All right? So here's what I want to teach us. I want to teach you something. I, I'm teaching you what I'm learning, okay? But here's the first thing. It's in your program. It's in your app on our notes. It'll be up here on the screen. The first thing you have to do, if you want to actually have God's presence aware, if you want to be aware of it and live in it, you have to breathe out your truth. The first thing you got to do is actually breathe out your truth. This was fascinating. When someone's actually having a panic attack, right? And I've been around that. Anybody seen people with, like, <laughs> what do you tell them? Breathe. But did you know what's interesting? I didn't know this. The first action of breath they have to take is they have to exhale. Because they even go, <laughs> And then they can breathe in. The first thing that we need to do, okay, if we're going to spiritually breathe, is you breathe out your truth, okay? Psalm 32, 5, this is David, and he says this, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin, I'm telling you guys, one of the most important things you can do if you're actually going to commune with God is get out the truth of your sin. He says, when, in earlier, he says, when I tried to hold it in, it was killing me. <laughs> so if you're right now, if you're struggling with God and you don't feel his presence and you know you have stuff inside of you that you've been doing, Thoughts that you shouldn't have, attitudes for certain people, whatever. If there's anything inside of you that's sin, the first thing you got to do is, whew, right? We breathe in the oxygen and we breathe out the carbon dioxide. Get it out so that you can breathe in. Because what's he says? He said, my tri- I put my confessions, confessions to the Lord and then you forgave me. And then he could breathe it in. Here's another one, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about what? Anything but in every situation, in all things, at all times, breathe out your anxiety. (laughs) Breathe it out. Tell God, I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm afraid. You have to get it out. And how do you do it? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Breathe out your truth. If you're scared, if you're anxious, if you have questions, if you have doubts, if you have frustrations, if you're angry at God, if he doesn't make any sense to you, your dreams, your beliefs, just breathe out your truth. 
and now you can actually breathe in, okay? What's the first thing we want to breathe in? We want to breathe in the Spirit's presence. Breathe in the Spirit's presence. Why? Because in all things, at all times, God is saying, I'm here. And I want to be like this with you. Breathe me in. So breathe in his presence. It makes a breathing, spiritual breathing is a conscious decision to engage the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 11. I want to remind you a couple things here. Romans 8, 11. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. That means these right here. These things that are dying. Doesn't mean just in heaven. It means right now. Think of, now look at this passage. God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he's saying, and the same spirit that I used to rise Jesus from the dead is living in you. Can I just ask you a question? How often during your day Do you feel like the spirit who rose Jesus from the dead is living in you? No. We're worried. We're afraid. We're stressed. We're sinning. And God is going, no, here's the truth. He is in you. Jesus is living in you. And he, listen, he can give life to your mortal bodies. We live by the spirit of God. Of God. And we need to become aware of Him. John 14, Jesus said this If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, in all things, at all times. The Spirit of truth. The world can't accept Him because it neither sees Him or knows Him, but you know Him. Because he lives with you and will be in you. Christian, follower of Jesus, this is the good news. God's spirit of life and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control and wisdom and strength is in you. And, what I, and, and as I've been meditating on this, I'm like, then why in the world am I like... I'm trying. Stop trying. Start breathing. Start trusting. Start getting God into your person. Do you guys see what this verse says? Jesus said the spirit is in you to do what? To help you. In all things, at all times, God is there to help you. And I am just been so convicted. Then why in the world are we having all these meetings, even here at K2, trying to figure things out? When the Spirit's sitting right here going, I'm right here. Would you like my idea? Or you guys want to figure this out? He's right here. And we're working hard. And God's right here. We have everything we need to help us. And to be with you forever. And so, can I just tell you? This is one of the things I haven't done. But I want to learn how to do. The next time you're in a major argument... Susan and I don't argue, but the next time you guys are in a major argument or with a 
extended family member or with your kids or with a coworker or a friend and it's getting heated. You know what you could do? This would be amazing, wouldn't it? Stop it right there. Stop it right there. And you just go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we say one more thing, let's breathe. Because right now, we are not being like Jesus. Right? Because Jesus doesn't act like this. So let's ask him for help. Why did what Jesus said, I'm going to give you another advocate and he's going to be in you and with you to help you. And here we are. And God's like, I'm, I'm right here. Come on, come on. Let me in. Let me in. Ask for my help and I'll help you. Man, we got to breathe in his presence because he's in you. The spirit of God, his life is in you. Okay, and he's the spirit of truth. So here's the second thing. Then breathe in God's love. We gotta learn how to breathe in God's love. Romans 5, 5 says, hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been, past tense, poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So can I just ask you again, how much of your regular day do you walk around just having the love of God, not trickled, not a drop, here's a little bit. No, God has apparently poured his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. How many of you live your life every day with a sense of God's love for you? I tell you, it's tough. How many of you have God's love inside of you for the people around you. Here's what I know. I do. I do. Because I put my faith in Christ. And as soon as I put my faith in Christ, he forgave me of my sin and he filled me with his spirit. And when he put his spirit inside of me, he says he poured his love inside of me. That's amazing. And so, the love of God. We need to receive it and we need to know it for ourselves. Okay? If you're taking notes, here's just a couple verses that you can put down. 1 John 4, 16, it says, So we know and rely on the love that God has for us. Because God is love. We know and rely on it. I don't have, chance, I have time to get you into this one, but Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray this thing almost every day that God would strengthen me with power through the Holy Spirit in my inner being, that I would be aware of his presence, and that he would give me the power to grasp the love of Christ, to know, gnosko, experience the love that surpasses gnosis, to know the love that surpasses knowledge, to experience the love that surpasses knowing about it. And I'm telling you, man, you guys, when in all things... At all times, if you can believe and receive the love of God, here's the coolest thing. Then you can actually have it for the people around you. you God's poured his love inside of your heart so that you'll know his love, but what, why, why else? So that I can actually love you. And you have it inside of you. So again, man, early on in our marriage, I had this story where I'm just like, I woke up one morning and I'm like, I can just tell I'm going to be a total jerk today. Anybody else ever have days like that? I just knew it. <laughs> and sure enough, I went downstairs and it would take about five minutes and, yep, I'm a jerk. So I turned around and I went back upstairs and I started just asking God, God, please help me because I don't got it today. 
I don't have it. Would you give me your eyes for Susie so I can see her the way you see her? Will you give me your love for her? Will you give me your heart for her? And I'm telling you, is the spirit in you or not? Yes. Did he pour his love into my heart? Yes. That means I have access to the love of God for my wife and for anybody else that I encounter. But you know what we don't do? We don't breathe them in. You just keep trying. Breathe in everything, in all things at all times. Breathe in his love. Because then you have it to give to others. Man, it happened yesterday, you guys. Susan and I were on the phone with someone very dear to us whose life was in such, it's just, it's, it's just a, such a hard, hard situation. And they're just like, I'm done. And Susan and I are listening to the conversation. I'm going, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. We were literally sitting on our bed, had the phone in between us. And then, I don't know why you did this, but Susie goes, Dave, do you have anything you want to say? And I'm like, thanks. And I, and, and I just, we know this person well. So I, you know what I said? Nothing. Because I had nothing. I had no idea. I didn't know how to help at all. But I will say this three times in that two-hour conversation. Three times. I said, Jesus, will you help us? That's all. I didn't get down on my knees and have this. Jesus, will you help us? And you know what was crazy? All of a sudden, this person started sharing some things. And ideas came to me. And they hit me. And we came out with a flow of thought to be able to give to them. And by the time we were done, the person said on the other end, this is crazy. I feel lighter. I feel completely different. You know what? I could, I, 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 I got nothing. Jesus, will you help us in all things at all times? Pray. And an idea came. That's the spirit of God. And he knows the people that you're doing life with and he wants to help you. Now here's the last one. Breathe in the gospel. Breathe in the gospel. Twice in the last eight days. <laughs> this is so crazy. Again, 32, almost 33 years of ministry. 35 walking with him. And I'm going to tell you, the answer to almost every situation you're in is the gospel. 54 years old, 32 years of ministry. And one time, it was last Friday, I just started praying. And I know this may sound weird, but I'm telling you, this is the life. It is so not knowing about God. It's experiencing God. So it's kind of weird. I write my prayers out, and I'm writing them out. And I'm like, good morning, Dad. I learned that from another pastor who actually calls God Dad, which I thought was really cool. And then I kind of just imagine God saying, good morning, David. And then this time he said, now listen to me. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't usually happen when I start praying. And he started just saying to me that he really just said, just chill. You have all these concerns and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm with you. And I'm in real, I just said, man, thank you, God. 
And then I just thought, I, you most holy God, perfect God, all-powerful God. And, I'm think, and then, this is, this is weird, because that's what I'm thinking. And then out of left field goes, and loving God. And loving God. Hey, David, I love you. I love you. The Spirit is poured into you so that God can speak to you. And then, you know, he said, he goes, I know you're on this kick about being perfect. And anybody else your worst enemy? Like, are you your own worst enemy? And he's like, no, it's true. I am only going to love you into the image of Jesus. That's true. But you just need to know, man, I just love you. And then he took me through the gospel. In John 15, 26, when the advocate comes, Jesus says, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who gives out, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. When you receive the Spirit inside of you, the Spirit is going to constantly be reminding you about Jesus. About Jesus. Ephesians 1.13 says, You also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Christ with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Spirit. Now, what does that mean? You guys, I'm in Christ. And you know what Christ did? Christ died on the cross as the only sinless human being. The only person who never deserved any punishment whatsoever was on the cross absorbing all of God's punishment. Well, if Jesus didn't have any sin inside of him to be punished, then whose sin was inside of him? Yeah, one hand. Mine! (laughs) Mine! My sin was in Christ. And here's what you got to do, man. I realized this week, I put so much pressure on myself to do what's right and to be good enough and to win people's approval and to lead well and to speak good and all this kind of stuff. And then... What do we do? And then we evaluate our performance or we let other people's evaluation of our performance. And then you know what happens? You screw up like I did at 2.30 in the morning. No, I didn't screw up at 2.30. I screwed up earlier and remembered at (laughs) 2.30. And then all I can feel is shame and guilt and you beat yourself up. And you know what? If you're living in guilt and shame... Do you know what those two things do to you? Shame always makes you hide. And guilt paralyzes you. And so, you guys, you got to breathe in the gospel. I, I know it. I know it. But what God's revealing to me, but you don't breathe it in, David. You don't believe it for you. You got to believe it for you. You got to tell yourself over and over and over and over again. That all of your sin, every bit of it, and this is what he did. He met me in my prayer time and he's just reminding me, hey, Nelson, I guess he does call me Nelson. Nelson, all your sin, all of it. Don't let anybody, Romans 8, right? Don't let anybody accuse you. Don't let anybody condemn you because I'm the only one who's the judge and I've declared you completely forgiven and totally clean. And you know what was crazy? As soon as I started to believe that, My spirit came alive. Can I just ask you, are you alive today? 
Are some of you in this place and you're heavy and you're burdened because you blew it and because you screwed up? I'm telling you, if you're a Christian, you need to breathe in the gospel. You need to remind yourself over and over and over again that all of your sin was forgiven on the cross. All of it. And what's crazy is as soon as that becomes real and you live in it, all of a sudden there's no shame and you don't have to hide and there's no guilt and you have a power inside of you that says, I can move. I can move. And even if someone wants to clog me upside the head with judgment, it doesn't matter because Jesus actually is the one who received the clob. So I don't have to receive it. And then he rose from the dead. That's the other part of the gospel. And we've already talked about that. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living in you. So you do have a power over the sin. Oh my gosh, you guys. When that becomes real, you can have a new life. So breathe. Now really quickly in closing, let me just give you some practical application. Oh man, I say this all the time. Do you meet with God every day? Do you meet with him every day? Or are you too tired? Or too busy? Then I'm telling you right now, you're missing an amazing opportunity to breathe. Every morning, whenever, that's fit for me, night, I don't care when, but one of the ways you breathe in him is his word is living and active. And his word will speak truth to you. And Jesus said, and if you hold to that teaching, you'll know the truth and it will set you free. You are being lied to every single day. By the enemy, Jesus said, you have an enemy against your soul. And he does not want you to be alive. And one of the things that enemy does every day is lie to you about who God is, about who you are, about who your spouse is, or about who that person is. that you're. He lies to you all the time about him. And I'm telling you, I am just like you. And if I don't have the truth constantly coming in to me, I start buying the lie. You breathe in him through his word. And you breathe in through prayer. That's why we did a whole series on it. You got to connect your spirit. I was sitting there with him and he spoke to me. Breathe him in. All right? Do a breath prayer. What are those? They're just simple little things. I've, I've said this before. I have this on my phone. So on the front of my phone, I just have right now, and I set alarms. So here's one thing you can do. Set alarms throughout your day, okay? And every time the alarm goes off, I just pull up my phone and it says, breathe in Jesus. He's here to help you. Do nothing on your own. Rely on him in all things. Cool. Next hour, I'm trying to figure everything out. Ding. Breathe in Jesus. He's here to help you. Do nothing on your own. Rely on him in all things. Put it down. Oh, crap. This appointment's coming up. Oh, my God. God, I don't know what to do. Ding. Over and over and over. I need this. Do you need this? I need this. I need to learn how to breathe. I'm going home and I am wiped out. Susie better have dinner ready and the kids better be in a good mood. Ding. Breathe in Jesus. He's here to help you. 
pull your car over before you go in the driveway and breathe. Seriously. Seriously. Don't go into your home until you've breathed. Sit in the parking lot before you go to work tomorrow morning and breathe. Jesus, help me today. Help me today. You know, you, there's so many other things. Before every meeting, before every project, before every, you go home, before you go into your workplace, breathe. All right, so the band's going to come up, and we're going to give you a chance to breathe. Seriously, for some of you, as we start, we're just going to do a song, one song, and then we're going to take communion, Okay. But during the song, some of you might literally need to just sit there and physically breathe. Just listen. This is an old song, man. As soon as God started revealing to this me, he brought this song to mind. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. And I just, we just want to give you a chance to remember that. And then for some of you in this moment right now, you know what you need Jesus to come into. Okay, Jesus, please help me. I am so anxious about my finances. Jesus, please help our marriage. Please help me be a better husband to love my wife, to love my husband. No idea what to do with my kids. Jesus, will you help me? Just breathe them in. God, I don't even know you. I don't even know if you're real. If this is true, if you're actually there and you're not something, but you're this close to me, would you help me believe you? Just ask for his grace. Just Breathe in and ask him for his help. He is the air you breathe. His presence is what your soul needs to become alive. So you can sit here. You don't have to say a word. You can meditate. You can pray. Or you can stand and sing. But let's to ask God's presence who's in this room to become real to us in our soul. Okay? Let's do it.